You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. Before we get into the study in Daniel today, I just want to take a minute and say personally something that I don't get to say that often, and that is thank you for listening. And I know you hear that at the end of each episode, the recorded, um, pre-recorded outro there, but it really does mean a lot that, that you take the time to listen. And I am just so excited that we even get to do this. I enjoy studying for the podcast and just producing it. And I don't know if it, that comes through exactly just because I know there's no video and it's, it's all audio. And so hopefully some of my excitement as we go through getting to study different books of the Bible together just for 15 minutes um, each week, I, I just love it. I wish I could dedicate more time to just doing this. And, and hopefully someday as a pastor, um, that is the eventual goal um, in the call to ministry. And I just cannot wait to be able to do that full time just to get to study and there's so much to learn. There's so much to study and so much to share as you just learn and glean from your devotions and from other study resources and the books that you read. Oh, so much to share. And so I'm excited that we get to do this, that we get to go through this podcast. And thank you for listening, for coming along for the journey and just learning the Bible together with me as we, we go through one book at a time. And uh, I would love to, in the future, get to even do more, maybe even go up to a little more often with the podcast, maybe even do an additional podcast or something like that. But um, I'm just excited to be able to do what we're doing here. I remember back in, um must have been 2021, just casually telling a friend um, that I would love to do a Bible study podcast someday. And we've come a long way from the the little YouTube snippets and now actually being able to have an actual podcast. So very exciting stuff. So thank you for listening and for going through the book of Daniel here. Today, we are looking at Daniel and his persecution. And I just wanted to start off with some takeaways because we didn't get into this last week. We barely saw his, um, basically the tactics of these other presidents who were jealous of him and this trap that was set for him. And it just reminds me that the Bible tells us as followers of Jesus to expect persecution. We really shouldn't be surprised when persecution comes. And persecution is never fun. It's never enjoyable, although a lot of times it does produce a lot of good results. But we really, we shouldn't be caught off guard by it. In 1 Peter 4.12, we read, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. We really shouldn't be shocked when we experience persecution or trials, hard times, hardships. That shouldn't be a strange thing. It shouldn't confuse us. Philippians 1.29 also says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. You know, a lot of people want to claim that they believe in Christ, but it's a totally different thing to suffer for his sake, to actually endure hardship 
as a believer in Christ. But that's something we should expect as Christians. And Jesus himself, there's there's no greater example of both suffering and persecution than Christ. And his teaching on this is so exemplary for us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12, he gives a blessing to those who are persecuted for righteousness. And that's exactly where Daniel was. He was persecuted for following God, for his faith, for his holiness. And he was blameless. And so the people persecuted him based on his religion, based on his walk with God. But Jesus says in Matthew, he says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm not going to go in depth here, but this is not a recipe for how to be saved, but this is a description of how the believer ought to live. And he goes on and he says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So we can know that we are not alone in our suffering. The Bible is full of examples of people who suffered for their faith in God. Jesus is the highest, um, most spotless example of someone who was persecuted for righteousness, for true righteousness, unlike anyone else. And as believers, we follow in his steps. And so we should be concerned with pleasing God no matter when persecution comes. And that's exactly how Daniel reacted. His response is so powerful. And that's what we're going to look at today. Even more shocking than the the low level to which his counterparts stooped to try to get him caught or to try to get him fired, basically, to try to get him out of his position. It's so much more um, amazing the way that Daniel responded. First off, Daniel was aware. So let's start reading Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Kind of get us up to speed here in what's going on. We'll read verses 10 through 17, which gives us his full response here. It says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house And his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they, and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. It's interesting that they equated Daniel with being of the children of captivity of Judah instead of being a leftover from Babylon. Very interesting. He must have kept his national identity very well. Verse 14, it says, Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself 
and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lord's that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. So we found out at the very beginning, verse 10, that Daniel was aware, he was aware of the signing of this decree. There was no getting around it. Daniel didn't try to be deceptive or, or dishonest and say he didn't know about the law. He clearly knew about it. And now he had a decision to make. Was he going to stop praying to his God? That's exactly the internal conflict that these presidents wanted and they were watching to see how he would react you know and a lot of times we're put in a similar situation people maybe orchestrate an event or or a situation where they're going to watch and see what we're going to do you know a lot of times we might be forced to make a decision that we know is going to leave some people upset and some people or maybe not even anyone happy with us um, and everyone's eyes might be on you. And yeah, that's not easy. That is not fun. Daniel was the king's right-hand man. Remember this position that he had. He, I'm sure, thought about all the things he was going to be accused of that weren't even true. He was, he could have been accused of disloyalty, of not doing his job, of being disobedient and insubordinate, or just being arrogant and breaking the law. But again, Daniel did not focus on what the people would think. Even if it wasn't true, he didn't try to clear his name or, or clear the record and, and be true about it. He focused on what God thought, not even what the king thought. And we're going to see a little later on. It's actually surprising what the king ended up thinking as a result of this incident. But he was aware of the decree. Then he was answerable to God. Verse 10 also says he prayed and gave thanks before his God. He kept God as the center of his attention. And that's the thing to remember. He focused on his responsibility and his loyalty to God, which is so similar to Joseph in the Old Testament when he fled temptation in order to keep from sinning against God. When given the choice between two conflicting authorities, we must obey God and not man. That's exactly what the apostles demonstrated in the New Testament when they disobeyed the religious leaders and continued to preach about Jesus. And that's what we are called to do today. And it can be hard as a Christian to keep our focus on God because so often we are concerned and we're focused on doing right by others and keeping a good testimony. But there's a point when doing right is the only thing that matters. So sometimes we have to see through the clutter and the distractions. And even though we want to be honest, we want to have a good testimony before others. We want to do right by others. We can't be so concerned about that that we don't do what's right. Because our focus has to be on what we do before God, not before others. But I love that Daniel was also appropriate. 
and how he handled this. Notice that he didn't make a show about it. He didn't start a campaign or <laughs> go on strike or launch a protest. or He didn't do anything like that. He wisely continued to do the exact thing that he had done before, which is pray with his windows open towards Jerusalem three times a day. He didn't up it to five times a day. He didn't go somewhere else in public and pray in the city square. He continued doing exactly what he already did. And that means he had to have already been doing this. See, many of us might not even be faced with such a test because we might not be marked by a faithful walk with God currently. Think about that. That's a convicting thought. Would you be caught praying if it were illegal? You know, because a lot of us don't even spend time in prayer consistently or regularly. But Daniel was faithful in his devotional walk with God. He already made that a priority before this law was set into effect. So whenever the test came, he simply continued doing what he had already purposed to do. I love that. And although the law of the Medes and the Persians, which we just read about, and we talked about last week, how it doesn't change, it altereth not, that wasn't the only thing that was unchanging. Daniel's prayer life continued, as verse 10 says, as he did aforetime. So is your devotional time with God as unmovable as the law of the Medes and the Persians, because Daniel's was. His went up against that unchangeable law of his society, and he was just as unchanging in his faithfulness to God. He prayed before his God as he did aforetime. Making supplication before God is so important because it shows that we are dependent on God, not on a man, not on the king, like these flattering presidents wanted it to sound like. Daniel took his position, his supplication, and took his needs before God. So I hope we have that same dependence on God and that consistency. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for Him.